Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Braden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. It's deflected in the air. It is picked off potentially by Washington. It is. It's Kendall Fuller. Five yards equals a win for Washington. End around. Samuel. Trying to surge ahead and he gets stopped shy of the line again. Williams is 47 yards away at the 25. Pressure got there. Down goes Wade. A flag is thrown. Here comes Williams. And out of bounds, shy of the 30-yard line, but there's going to be a penalty flag. It was fourth and two, so it does not matter if it's running or roughing. It's a first down. After the heroics last week, the key deflection by Payne, the pick by Fuller. Atlanta got the stop, but the penalty ends it. And the Washington Commanders are going to win... Their sixth game in the last seven. They and cut it right there. That's it. That's all you get today. I feel kind of good. How you feel, Braden? I feel real good. Okay. Okay. I feel kind of good because that was about a half of a good. A half of a halfway good game. Yeah, I agree, but I take I take the wins. And just like that, the Commanders win 19-13, beating Atlanta. Um, like I said, the last two weeks I felt like, hey man, this team looks good. You know what I mean? This was one of those wins where I see a win in the column, but I didn't really see a team that looked good on the field for the whole four, you know, whole four quarters. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think the weather made a big impact with it, though. Probably. Before we even get into that, I want to touch on the whole, so before this game started, it was hyped up all week that Washington was going to do a Sean Taylor memorial. They never said statue, they said memorial. Either way, I, I mean, I, I don't really care if it's a statue. If it's not a statue, I got to say personally, I was 100% let down with it. The national media basically clowned us. Um, what's your thoughts? I, I thought, yeah, going into it, I thought it was going to be good. and <laughs> Until they showed it, and I was like, are you serious? Like, it was like a mannequin. They found out of like, the equipment room and just put a 21 jersey over it. That's yeah. really what it was. It was like a last-minute school project, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I mean, once again, right, Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder, once again, this isn't a one-time thing, right? He keeps going to this bag. How many times can he use Sean Taylor's name to try to bring fans in? And how many times has he let people down? The number retirement was a failure. Uh, the stadium's falling apart. The seat cushions in the club section are all ripped up. Um, let me see. The barriers fall down. They're put together by zip ties. RG3 probably is not playing in the NFL now because the field was so bad when they played, they were spray painting it green to make it look like grass. He tears his ACL. You got toilet water that falls down on people. This dude is a slumlord. And once again, he hyped it up. Look, I'm happy that the, that the family of Sean Taylor got somewhat of a you know good feeling, I guess, out of it. But let's be honest, any good organization, there would be a bronze statue outside right now. Yeah, that's that's what I was expecting, honestly. There would be a bronze statue, and you could have done the same thing. You could have put the same cleats on it. You could have put the same number. You could have did it. I don't care. But you look at the good organizations. The Chicago Bulls put a, a mannequin up of, uh, of uh, Jordan? Nope. Did the Ravens? Ray Lewis? Nope. Peyton Manning? Nope. Vince Lombardi? Nope. You know why there's no mannequins anywhere? Because they're damn stupid. That's why there's no mannequins anywhere. Yep, they are dumb. <laughs> I could freaking get a glass case and a mannequin and put a 21 jersey on it right here in my house and shine a freaking flashlight on it and say, look, it's the same freaking thing. They just went to the local Dick Sporting Goods and grabbed the mannequin right there. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta calm down. I'm getting angry. Yeah. I'm angry because I can't at this point wait for a new owner. Yeah, it was a terrible setup. And like I said, it's just not this, right? It's what has he done? I mean, come on. You're talking about a billion-dollar franchise. Mm-hmm. Billion dollar. We're not talking about a local freaking football, high school football team or something. We're talking about a billion-dollar franchise. They can't even fix the cushions on the seat. They can't even put the freaking stadium together. They don't want to pay any kind of money for anything. It's the cheapest ran organization. He and his family deserve better, and that's all I'll say about that. Back onto the game. So, once again, right, ugly game. What are your thoughts on the game? Um, it, It's weird because I sit here and I think, like, I feel like Atlanta really, with, like, running the ball, they could have, they kind of did, like, whatever they wanted. But they only scored 13 points, so it's kind of weird, you know. It doesn't, I feel like the scoreboard doesn't match up with how the game went. But, so I feel like the defense, um, especially when you know they're going to run the ball, in the rain and everything. I feel like they should have done a better job at stopping that. And going into the game, I just knew right away. I was like, it's raining. I guarantee Scott Turner is going to come out here trying to pass the ball. And in the first half, that's what they try to do because, you know, he's a 
He's going to do what the complete opposite complete opposite is. Oh, I'm going to try to fool them. They're going to all blitz. They're going to think, you know, we're running it because it's raining. But then we don't, you know, we, we don't even look that good in the first half when we try to do that. And we keep it simple in the second half and we start moving the ball. So I liked, I liked when we went to back to running the ball and I feel like our offense was in just a better flow. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you on the Scott Turner. I feel like, so that first half was typical Scott Turner. Mm-hmm. What have we been doing great? Running the ball. Yep. What's the blueprint? Play great D, run the ball. The run sets up the play action pass. You can hit Terry deep on your one, two, three shots a game because you're running it successfully. The weather's bad. It's raining, which makes it slippery. So what should we do? What do we do good? What does Atlanta not stop very well? What do not only do we do good, but what does the weather dictate say we should do? Run the ball. Yep. Oh, so let's go ahead and just pass it. 12 rushing attempts at halftime. And in those conditions, that's just crazy. 12. Ron Rivera said something um, along the lines of, like, the NFL. I, dude, and I'm glad he said this because I've said this before, and I know I, you've heard me say it, and I'm pretty sure I've probably said it on this podcast. But so the NFL, like, mo- like mo- uh, moves or um, rotates their theories. Like, so, and what I mean by that is, so if I have an offense and – you have a big, dominant, strong, but slow defense. You are built on a power defense. Then I want to build my offense around speed, right? So that's what happened. So all these offenses built speedy, smaller offenses. They got rid of the fullbacks. They got speed everywhere. So then the defense has to counter that, right? So the defense then has to not get your bigger linebackers like your Ray Lewis, and they get faster but smaller linebackers. So everything is speed, speed, speed. So if you have all this small speed, now what should you do as an offense? You should run it at them. Your big offensive linemen can run over those small linebackers. Where before, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, maybe even, those linebackers were thick and they could take on the blocks and they could shed those blocks to make the tackle. So everything right now is built around, you should probably run it because all the defenses are built to stop your pass. So when they zig, you zag, I believe Bill Belichick said that. Why is Bill Belichick one of the greatest? Because he keeps it simple. He does what you're supposed to do. When it's windy, when it's raining, if it's snowing, he runs the ball. He doesn't overthink it. Yep. Why did Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons blow that Super Bowl lead to Belichick? Because when they got the big lead, they overthought it. and They wanted to keep trying to pass the ball instead of just running it and keeping the clock moving. Sometimes it's that simple. Do what you're supposed to do. Yep. Yeah, don't. Scott Turner just needs to stop overthinking. You watch the Eagles in our division. One loss all year. Third and one. 
Everybody knows it's a QB sneak. They bring two people in motion behind them to push them and tell the defense it's a QB sneak. Right. And they still get it every single time because sometimes football is just simple. What Lombardi say? If you can't get a yard, you don't deserve to be champions. That's correct. If you can't get the yard, you don't deserve to win. So keep it simple. I'm wondering if a halftime, if that was a Scott Turner adjustment or since Rivera said that, I wonder if Rivera maybe said, yo, dude, what are you doing here? Like, yeah. run the damn ball. That's a, hopefully it's like a permanent adjustment, though. You know, going to the next couple weeks, keep it simple. Yeah, so they ended up, um, let, me, let me say, so I told you they, they had 12 rushing attempts at halftime, right? They yeah. come out, they finish the game with 37 rushing attempts. That's That's where they should be. Yep. You know what I mean? And I don't. And I'm not saying some some people will get confused on what we're saying. Oh, you gotta pass. I I'm not saying don't pass the ball. I'm saying do what you do best more often, and then set up the pass. You know, set up the rest of the offense off of that. Mm-hmm. So 37 rushes. That's you know about where you should be. And I and I think it was like um, six people again. You know, you had. Three running backs were in on that. Uh, I believe uh, two wide receivers and then Heineke, I think, had one. So, you know, they all account for that. Um, talking about, like, so let's stay on the bad before I transition to the good. So the bad, I don't know what in the heck Heineke was doing on that interception right before halftime. I don't think anybody did. I mean, first of all, not even... He threw it literally right to the linebacker. Yep. Yeah. Not only did he throw it right to the linebacker, even if he didn't see that linebacker, I think there was four defenders like around that. Like, what? What are you doing, dude? But everybody knows you'll take the good and the bad. And and there was something else. I don't know. There was something in my opinion, and I'm wondering if either he was told not to run it or. The previous game, I had heard him say, he was like mic'd up, I think, or, and, and he said something like, uh, after one of the hits, he said, I'm going to be sore tomorrow after that one. I'm wondering if he didn't run because maybe he's sore. You know what I mean? Like, he might have got those ribs jacked up. He, he might have been hurting a little bit yesterday. or so. You know what I mean? Because normally he runs more. He had opportunities to run, and he didn't really take off out of that pocket too much. Not he can always slide. I know, dude. I I know, but when you're hurt, it hurts even to run. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Or maybe he's being told not to run. I I don't know. It didn't. You know what I mean? Like some of those games, you see Heineke, and you're like, that's Heineke. Like when he's moving around in the pocket, and he's running for those ten yards, and he slides. You know, he doesn't take hits. He didn't even really do that too much yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I'm. It it really was not a good game by Heineke at all yesterday. So I'm wondering if there was something else that you know what i mean was causing it not to be a good game but on the good so heineke is 10 and 4 in his last 14 starts yeah that's impressive i don't think (laughs) i don't think when you first brought him in if you told me that i'd believe you i've been like who yeah you would say (laughs) who who tom brady yeah tom brady's 10 and 4 who you know what i mean like alex smith still playing (laughs) (laughs) you would be naming all these great 
you know, so-called great quarterbacks, what people would say. So you'd be thinking it was Tom Brady stats or um, Aaron Rodgers or, you know what I mean, stuff like that. And you wouldn't think it's Heineke that has 10 and 4 in his last 14 starts. And there's still, it's, it's funny to me, there's still people that still say, oh, they need to bench Heineke. He's 10-4 and four in his last 14 starts. And not only that, Washington, the Washington Commanders, since week six, have the best record in the NFL. Yeah, that's a shocker to also. They are 6-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Since week six, they are 6-1. and one. Heineke is 5-1 and one during that time. And you want to bench him because he didn't throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like, What's the one? I've said it. What's the one stat that matters? Rushing the football. No, winning. <laughs> well, we're talking about passing and Heineke right now, so. Winning. That's the only number I care about. He could go out there and not throw for any touchdowns. And if they keep winning, then you just keep the dude out there. Exactly. So, whatever the reason is, it's him, it's not him. It's a four-leaf clover in his shoe. I don't know what's going on here. But what I know is they are winning. Yep. You don't make a change if your team's winning. Mm-hmm. So to all these people who want to see someone else in there, what's this guy going to do? Throw for an extra touchdown or two? And is the end result the same? Do we still win the game? They're winning. Drop it. Leave it alone. So, as far as our uh, MVPs are, woo! Um, Brian Robinson has his first career 100-yard game. He had 105 yards. So, he's got to get a... And, oh, and he also had a receiving touchdown. Yep, he completely ran that one dude over. Didn't he run, like, two dudes over in, like, the same play? Yeah, but he really got the one guy good. Uh, At the end of the game, both. So this is going to be a double woo. You got to give Fuller one, and you got to give Payne. So, you know what I mean? Payne tips that ball. They're, they're right there. They're right on the doorstep of scoring. Our defense shows up again. I tweeted right before that, like, our defense has to win this game. Mm-hmm. It's This is what you got to do. And so many defenses that are built, they can't stop anybody now, right? Like, it's, once again, it's, a, it's an offensive league. Everybody wants to score points. At some point, championships are won by defense, and defenses have to stand up. Our defense stood up, made a great play there to win the game. That was one of the most exciting moments, you know, to end again that I've seen in a while for Washington. I mean, that was, that was, you were sitting on the edge of your seat because you didn't know what was going to happen, and then the interception happens, and everybody goes crazy. So, like I said, both of those guys get it. And how about Tress Way? The Tress Way, not only, not only does he, punt that ball, and it just hits the five-yard line and completely just stops. But then at the end of the game, 
the game kind of ends the same way that uh, our game against the Eagles won, where kind of a boneheaded play by the opposing team. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy comes in Atlanta and just runs into him. It was fourth and two, and they run into the guy, and they give us they give us the game because they gave us the first down. Yep, stupid decision by him. It cost them cost them the game. Yep, that, that was it. I mean, we were sitting there, and I said, "That's it," because. It doesn't matter if it's a five or if it's a fifteen-yard penalty. We only need two, and that's going to, you know, that that seals the game up. So it was an ugly game, and you know what? Like you said, could it be possible that the weather played a part? Sure, I I think it was honestly. So that's why I'm not going to be over, you know, overly harsh here, and and you know, rip one. It was bad weather. Two. They won the game. At the, end, at the end of the day, like I said, as long as you're winning, that's really all that matters. They won the game. So up next, right, the New York Giants. At New York? Yes. Okay. Well, the good thing about these upcoming weeks is we play New York twice and we have a bye week. The bad thing is New York played on Thursday on Thanksgiving, so they have they have extra time too to pre- pre- prepare against us. Yeah. So if we can go into New York and get a win there, that'd be huge because then we go on a bye week and we get the we play New York again after that, while New York's gonna have to play someone else and you know do replay us at home. Yeah. Th- so I feel like that was kind of done on purpose, right? I feel like. Maybe the NFL threw New York a bone mm-hmm. for this game. They said, well, we're going to give you extra time because the following week we're going to give Washington off, and then they're going to have the advantage. So, yeah, I, I think that was probably done on purpose. I don't think that was an accident that they gave both teams, if you want to look at it, sort of an advantage for those home games for each team. But really, because Washington – a big advantage, I believe, because if they win the first game, I feel like it's you know it's way easier for them to win the second game versus New York to win the second game. Yeah, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Um, this, I mean, it, it, this is a big game. So I guess that would be my question: is is how does Washington win this game? Well, you got to shut down Saquon Barkley, and you know that's the first thing. Um, and it was kind of. You know, I think they've been shutting down running backs great all year, but it's kind of scary with how they let up, you know, the Falcons get all those rushing yards. And especially being, like I said, in the rain, you know the run's coming. So they got – Saquon has to be shut down. And, you know, you just got to – same formula on offense. You got to stick to the run game. Kind of like the Eagles control – I feel like I feel like Washington and the Giants are both real similar teams, and they both kind of play the same in a way. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. They're they're both they're both not looked at as powerhouses, right? Mm-hmm. But they both now have winning records. They both have probably beaten some teams that people, you know, didn't really think maybe they would win. And yeah, they're 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 kind of kind of even. They both play well. It is weird because I don't really quite understand how New York's necessarily winning because 
I know maybe they're they're a little bit deceiving on defense. Like their defense is attacking, and um, they have the old Ravens um, defensive coordinator, and and I know he's a very pressure oriented guy. Like he loves sending blitzes and. They're probably maybe leading the league in, in blitzing. Like, yeah. So he likes sending pressure. But I also know that the Giants ranked 26th in the whole NFL in rushing defense. They allow 138, like, 0.9 yards. 138 yards per game. So I guess to answer the question, right, how do you win? Well, you follow your own blueprint, like we sit on here every week and say, follow the blueprint, right? You have a defense that's playing well enough to win right now. You have a, you have a, the way they're playing, I, I almost don't even want to say, but it's a championship quality defense that they're having right now play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the defense, yes. So you don't have to do anything great. Like, obviously, you've got to score points, but. Your main thing is don't freaking turn the ball over on offense. And if you have multiple running backs that you can go to, and if you have a team that is allowing 138 yards rushing, well, then shouldn't it be we are going to run the ball because we can run the ball on this team and which in return is going to keep us in third and manageables, and in return is going to put the time of possession on us, and in return is going to make their offense on the field less, and in return our defense, who is playing lights out, will be fresh all game and ready to take this game over. I mean, doesn't that all go hand in hand? Mm-hmm. So that's how you win the game. If it all goes well, yep. All right, so on that then, what's your prediction for this game? My prediction is Washington 20, New York 23. Okay. I said they're going to have like 13 wins at some of the season, so now I got to make up for that's not that's not coming in. So I can't be, you know, too hyped up just because they're on a winning streak now. I got to keep it realistic still. Yeah, and I and well, my numbers are on. I I said they would be around. You know, I, I had them at 11 wins, and they can still reach 11 wins. But this week is a big week for that. And I got to be completely like, I don't feel good one way or another. Like, I don't see this game as they're going to lose. But I also, because of how I, like I told you before, how I normally go about with divisional games, and it's any division, it's not just, you know, the NFC East. If it, if it was anybody, if I was picking, you know, any divisional games. I would normally go with if teams were pretty close. I'd normally go with the with the home team. It's just a good, easy way to split because it's it's hard to win. It's hard to sweep a team in your division. Mm-hmm. 
So, if if Scott Turner can follow that blueprint that I just laid out, then Washington wins this one 20-13. But, I have a lot of doubt that Scott Turner can do that. Yeah, so do I. He's going to freaking come out here and he's going to say, Oh, guess what? The Giants give up 138 yards and they think we're going to run it. So let's pass it. Yep. And he's and it's going to be something stupid and Washington will end up losing this game. 16-20. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see either team putting up a whole lot of points here. Me neither. That's what... I don't think anyone's getting over 25. And it can go either way. If we follow that blueprint, like I said, we should win this game. But Scott Turner has a hard time. He he just wants to prove he's the smartest guy in the room all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, this is what they think we're going to do. Let's not do that instead of just... I, I watched uh, Remember the Titans. I don't know if you remember that movie, but, but uh, Denzel Washington, I think he had a playbook, and, and, and I think in that playbook there was like six plays, right? And some, I think one of the players or one of the other coaches, it's been so long since I watched the movie, said something like, where's the rest of the playbook? And he said, that's it. I only need six plays because if you can, you know, execute those six plays, we can win. Like nobody – it's not about the quantity – not about how many plays you have it's about how you execute those plays yep so just keeping it simple here you know i don't know that's pretty hard for scott turner to follow but he might he might surprise us and i'm also going like so the whole like if you go by the numbers right so what's it uh out of four um heineke Wins three, loses one. So out of the next two games, we're due for a loss, basically, if you go by those numbers that he's Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. Like, I was going to sit here and say, I think Washington could win. And honestly, I almost believe that they'll win it more than they'll lose. But it's almost too good to be true if they win at New York and they're already, you know, 6 1 their past couple games. Like, you got to realize we're the Washington Commanders, you know, like, we're not. We're not the juggernauts of the NFL right now. We're we're hot and we're a good team, but we're not there quite yet. And we could still go out there and win, but I just, you know, it's, it's almost like a too-good-to-be-true moment if we kind of win in New York. Because I feel like the next game is set up for us to win at home. Right. So to go out there and win two games against New York would be like, that's, that, that's when everyone's saying, wow, this team's legit now. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I don't think you know, Washington is legit now, so. Yeah, and if you go based off the numbers, like I was saying, when I sat down and calculated, it would actually be Washington wins this game and then loses to the Giants at home. That'd be weird. <laughs> like, by by the, I think, by the Heineke mathematics that I did. You know what I mean? But I had to switch it because I'm thinking, if you're going to lose one, you're losing the one on the road, not at home. So that's just my theory behind that, and that's all. You know what I mean? You got anything else? No. All right, well, this has been... Washington Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, our readers saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight.